0: Are you ready for the new year? Have you set your goals? Do you know how you're going to achieve them? Hey, the time is now. And I'm so glad you're here today to get some really good insights in how to achieve any goal that you set. I have a feeling you're going to want to take some notes. So grab a piece of paper and a pen. Let's get going. Are you feeling stuck today or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while wanting to make quantum leaps, well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business. And this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who's unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're going to be asked to think differently to get different results to do things that are challenging but oh so rewarding so come on let's get started hi it's Susan and I am so glad you're here today because this topic is gonna be really good and from a different perspective than what you normally would hear the topic around goal setting and achieving any goal that you set it's been talked about before I am 100% sure that it's not the first time you're tossing this baby around. But I'm going to promise you that I'm going to come at this from a different perspective than you may have heard in the past. So let's uh, let's have some fun here. I'm going to start with noodling around something interesting that came up for me this week that I wanted to share with you because it directly relates to the topic. I run a book club based on the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Excellent book. If you haven't read it, you really need to check it out. His philosophy on creating habits is amazing. And we'll we'll dive into that maybe in a later episode. But what I wanted to toss around here today is that one of the participants made a statement about herself as she talked about a habit she was creating. She said something to the effect of, I'm an all-or-nothing girl. She followed it up with a little detail saying, I'm either all in or I'm all out. I either do it all the time or I never do it. She was talking about her habit. And as I listened to her, what came to my mind was how she was labeling herself, that she started the statements by saying, I am, you know, and for her, she was either an all or nothing girl, but it made me think about statements that I said about myself in the past that I've heard them so many times. One of them is, (laughs) I used to say this all the time, I am an ever expanding contracting woman. Okay, so this is a reference to Luther Vandross, a beautiful singer who's no longer with us, but if you remember Luther, he either weighed 300 pounds or 150 pounds and nothing in between. And so I used to refer to Luther as the ever-expanding contracting man. And then I started thinking about myself that way. Well, here's the thing. When you think a thought repeatedly, it becomes a belief. And your beliefs become your identity. And once you have this identity in your mind about yourself, all of a sudden confirmation bias sets in. And if you've heard of confirmation bias, that is where... Once you have a belief in your mind, you look out into the world and you see evidence that supports your belief. It's something that really protects your mind so that it feels safe. So I used to think of myself in this way, and then I would do things and see things that would confirm that I was an ever expanding contracting woman. And so of course my actions would follow and i think it's interesting to take this identity right and move it into thinking about what is your identity when it comes to achieving goals how would you take that statement i am a woman who dot 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 and complete it about your identity on this topic for example I am a woman who crushes every goal I set. Is that your thought? Or is it something like, I'm a woman who resists setting goals? Or I'm a woman who sets goals and then doesn't follow through. So when it comes to goal setting and achieving goals, it's really important to explore this underlying identity or self-belief as part of the work that we're going to talk about doing today. I'm a firm believer that becoming a master in achieving your goals requires a dual focus. One focus is on the mechanics or the logistics of the goal. That's the part that you're more used to. It's the quantitative and the very objective things and ways that you will look at your goal. But the other, the other focus is around who you have to become. achieve your goal. You know, what does your identity have to be? Because when it gets hard, when you have to do things that sometimes make you feel uncomfortable, are you going to be the person who is not afraid to experience that discomfort? Can you push past it, past discomfort, to achieve the goals that you really want badly? so that's how we're going to approach this topic today i'm going to incorporate both sides of the goal setting you know that logistics as well as the identity or the being part and we're going to wrap this all together to figure out how to get you successful in achieving any goal that you set this year oh hey and i want to make a disclaimer because as we go through the topic today i'm going to be referencing and using examples of financial goals a lot because it's at top of mind for so many at this time of year. But if the goal that you want to set is something other than a money goal, it's going to be very easy for you to relate to the process and insert your focus so that this episode will be relatable for you as well. All right. So let's start here. I believe the trick for us as women business owners is to create repeatable success we all need to get off the roller coaster ride that happens when we have a fantastic month or a quarter right and the next one is dry you know it's that up it's that up and down of the roller coaster up the hill and then down to the bottom Creating sustainable results can only happen when you set intentional goals and work consistently to achieve them. So we're going to take this topic in four chunks. The first chunk is how to pick the right goal. And I know that sounds silly, but truly creating a goal is not that hard. But creating the right goal takes a little bit more thought and has some parameters that are important to consider. All right, then the second chunk that we're gonna dive into is how to align your thinking about the goal to your identity so that you're bringing the right energy into it and you're becoming the person who, of course, will reach or exceed the goal. The third chunk is gonna be around how you need to be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to facing obstacles that do come up along the way. And finally, I'm gonna introduce you to what may be a new term for you. We're gonna talk about taking massive action. This is truly the secret sauce to success in any part of your life, and especially when it comes to business. This part of the episode may reveal to you why you have had challenges in the past when it comes to hitting your goals. Okay, so let's start talking about creating goals. And as you create your goals, I want you to think about asking yourself these questions Is my goal specific and measurable? Have I taken the time to really outline exactly what I'm working towards achieving? Now, I know this is. Kind of a basic question. But I can't tell you how many times I talk to business owners and I say, okay, what's your revenue goal? And I get an answer that's like, well, I'm kind of shooting for this, or "I, I think I've got a range of between here and there. And I'm sorry, but those are not goals. You really need to know exactly what you're shooting towards in order to know whether or not you're making it. And If you're not making it, how are you going to adjust? So I'm a big fan of some parts of what's called the SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. I am very much a fan of the specific and measurable parts of that acronym. I believe that you have to be very specific and measurable when you create a goal because your mind, is tricky and if you don't have this part nailed down your goal is going to be squishy and you're you won't know whether or not you've achieved it and your mind will use that against you and before you know it the goal is going to be a thing of the past so yes specific and measurable is really important now where the smart goal acronym falls short for me is in the section around your goal being achievable and realistic. I personally believe that this has held us back from taking bigger chances. I think our society doesn't want us to fail. Like we grew up, all of us grew up in this place where, you know, if you weren't at the of your class, if you didn't pass every test, if you didn't get A's, if you didn't win in sports, you were a failure. And so avoiding being a failure has made us play small. And we brought it into our businesses. We don't want to fail. Why? Have you ever asked yourself this question? So I'm going to get a little bit counterintuitive here and say that I would hope that you could change your outlook on what true failure is. I believe the only way you will fail is if you quit trying. The steps that you take towards achieving any goal will either work or you will learn what doesn't work. So there is no failure unless you quit. What you do is you try. It doesn't work. You figure out what didn't work, You try something else and you just keep going. So many times we get discouraged when we don't think what we tried worked and we lose the zest and the excitement around our goal. And that is true failure when you stop working towards it. Think about something you own that you're like, wow, I love this. I think about my iPhone, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if you're a Google person, but I just love my iPhone. That iPhone never existed 20 years ago. Somebody had to think and try and have goals around creating this amazing device. And then companies had to to create things around the edges to support the device. None of these things existed. And believe me, none of these things were a walk in the park to get to work perfectly together but because people weren't afraid to fail and they weren't afraid to try things that didn't work, we now have amazing things around us everywhere. So I really want you to think about what kind of goal can you set that will push you beyond your comfort zone? It may feel a little bit more than achievable. It might feel even a little unrealistic, but would you be willing to put it out there and fail a little bit to reach it. So the last part of the SMART acronym that I want to mention that I do and am in favor of is the time bound part. I think it's really important to pick a specific time where you will have achieved your goal. Once again, it's not as important that you achieve it by that time as it is that you have it out there so that you can continue to measure it, assess, reassess, and know how close you are. And then you can always adjust when needed. Okay, so those are the elements that go into creating a goal. But I also want to talk about how you can get intimate with your goal. All right, I know that's such an odd way of putting it, but you'll get it when I talk to you about it. I want you to get intimate in a way that you tap into that goal and have it become part of who you are. Remember back at the beginning of our our episode here today, I said we're going to really go into the being of your goals. And this is one area where you're going into that being of the goal. When you get intimate with your goal, you're, you're thinking through like, what is my level of desire on achieving this? Why do I want this? And how, how much am I willing to put into this? How much am I willing to feel uncomfortable in achieving that goal? Because as you do come across the things that are more difficult, if you don't desire this goal at a level 10, you're really not going to stay committed to it. Napoleon Hill, who wrote the book Think and Grow Rich, an awesome Bible for business owners, had an awesome quote that said, Weak desire brings weak results. Weak desire brings weak results. Why? Because anything that is challenging to achieve is going to be more difficult to achieve. In order for you to stay with the discomfort, you've got to want it bad. So to get something, let's turn it around. So strong desire brings you a strength and a resolve that will bring you strong results. Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. You just don't get to your dreams without a little bit of discomfort. So that's part of becoming intimate with your goal. And then another part of it is letting that goal become a part of your everyday life. Like you cannot create a goal, write it down on a piece of paper or put it into a spreadsheet close it up and expect for it to happen. You have to integrate this goal into every part of your life. You've got to see it. You've got to live it. You've got to know that everything that you do is going to point towards achieving that goal. So to become intimate with it in your everyday life, you've got to have it come along for the ride with you every single day. When I work with someone around big, hairy, audacious goals, and that's a, that's a Franklin Covey concept or term, a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goals. When we do that, we create a practice of writing the goal every single day, like starting your day, writing that goal down, posting the goal somewhere where you're gonna see it, tap into it, be able to really visualize it and live the goal. The more personal your goal is to you, the more you need to keep it at front of mind. We live in a super fast-paced world, guys, you know that, especially when you own your own business. If something isn't at top of mind for you, it's simply not going to happen. All right, there's one last thing I wanna talk about here when we talk about creating your goal. And at the time you're creating your goal, I want you to think about who can help you create accountability. Who can you tell about your goal? Even if it's scary, even if you've created this big, hairy, audacious goal that sounds outrageous, there needs to be someone that you can share this with where you don't have a fear of failure, you know, or, or a fear of their opinion. Don't let the naysayers who, you know, most likely are jealous of your success, stop you from achieving the next level. Find your people, find your community that will support your dream. Brainstorm with you, encourage you, you know, when you don't hit what you want to hit and you need somebody to really be able to talk through what the next step is. But here's a warning too, don't pick someone who is willing to see you play small. You know, that that person who's your accountability partner needs to be somebody who's going to really kind of give you a little jolt if they hear you playing small or feeling scared or procrastinating or, you know, doing things that are outside of the scope of what would help you get your goal achieved. So find that right accountability partner and lean into them and don't be afraid of what they think of you. All right, as we go into this next section, I want you to indulge me for a moment as we do a quick dive into a little bit of brain science. So neuroscience will tell you that you have two very distinct brain um, systems in your head. One is the neocortex. It's the part that's the largest. It's like the supercomputer inside your head. It's in charge of logic, planning, execution. Nothing happens without the neocortex giving the command. However, the other part of your brain is the amygdala. It's the primitive part of your brain. That's what a lot of times people will refer to it as your old brain. Now, this is the brain or the the system that has one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to keep you safe so you will survive. It's lightning fast. It's emotionally charged. After all, survival is emotional, right? Well, the primitive brain will always be suspicious of anything that it believes will cause you harm. In short, this is the voice in your head that asks you, who do you think you are making these big plans? Come on, girl, stay safe. Stay inside of the cave. Don't venture out. You might get hurt. And here's the interesting thing. In these modern times, the old brain perceives potential discomfort, shame, loss of money, all of that as a threat that it does not want you to face. Oh man, I could go on and on about this, but for time's sake, here's the takeaway and here's what's important for today. When you feel internal conflict, one part of you, the logical neocortex is telling you there is no reason you won't be successful. You've got a fantastic plan. You've sat down. You've thought it through. It's quantitative. It's measurable. It's time bound. The neocortex is cheering you on going, you go, girl. That is perfect. But the other part of your brain, you know, that primitive old brain, is telling you, sit down, sister. This is never going to work. Are you crazy? What are you thinking of? So there's this cognitive dissonance that goes on like a tug of war inside of your head. And that's why I really want to talk with you about how you have to align your thinking for success. You can't ignore those inner voices. They'll drive you crazy. When you hear that inner voice, you need to listen. You never want to ignore what some people would call gut instinct, right? Because like sometimes your quote unquote gut is telling you that's not a good idea and sometimes it is good to think about it but to truly know whether or not that inner voice is really on your side question which part of the brain is speaking to you at any given moment is it the logical neocortex that has an amazing plan that knows that if any step in your plan doesn't work, it's not a problem, that you'll learn from it, that you'll you'll try again? Or is it that emotional primitive brain that is trying its hardest to keep you safe in an environment that it knows well and wants to keep you safe in, right? It wants to keep you inside of that comfort zone, into the place where you know what to do and how to do it exactly. All right, let's move on to the third section of what we're learning today about goals and this is the one that i mentioned is about being proactive rather than reactive when it comes to hitting obstacles that you face along the way you know the problem with this is that there are going to be challenges if you are creating a goal that is stretching you that is really pushing you outside of your comfort zone There will be times that you come up against an obstacle. And if you haven't thought through a strategy before you get started about what you're going to do when obstacles come up, unfortunately, what's going to happen is you're going to get derailed. You'll get discouraged. You'll start listening to that old brain tell you, I told you that was a bad idea. You know, what are you doing? So you've got to circumvent the drama that happens in your mind by creating a list of anything that might get in the way of you achieving your goal. And you do this at the beginning when you set the goal, not as they come up. Listen, it's so freeing when, I know it sounds counterintuitive again, but if you sit down and you list every reason why you can't achieve this goal, you just dump it, you just keep writing, and you keep writing, and you keep writing until you can't think of one other reason why it won't work, you're going to find a couple things in that list. First, you're going to find some tactical issues. Good to know. Things you have to think about. Things you can be prepared to take steps towards figuring out. But you're also going to find some really interesting, and I'll call them poisonous thoughts, that you need to rethink and you need to banish from your mind. So the thoughts that come up will be either from the neocortex, again, the logical part of your brain that's bringing up tactical issues that have to be considered, or it's going to come from that old brain that says, Mm-mm, this is not a good idea. Believe me, there's always an answer to any problem. And when you anticipate it, that's where you have the best chance of unleashing that neocortex to find the answer, rather than being at the mercy of the emotional part of your brain that would be yelling, retreat, retreat. So list your obstacles, think through whether or not they're just tactics that need more consideration, or if it's fodder that is being thrown at you from your old brain that you need to banish from your mind. And that way obstacles will never derail you. Alrighty, we are rounding the corner on this episode into the final concept that we're going to talk about in meeting and exceeding or achieving any goal that you set. And that is the concept around taking massive action. Massive action, I think, is kind of a new term. We toss it around in the coaching industry a lot, but I'm not certain it's really a pedestrian term so let's talk about what massive action really is and for me it's twofold all right so massive action is taking action until you get the results you want all right so that's the part of it being like i'm not going to stop i'm just going to keep trying things i'm going to take action i'm going to go 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 until i reach this goal no matter what that's massive action right no stopping but Here's where it gets a little tricky for y'all because not all action is massive action. And here's an example or how you can tell the difference between the two. I'm going to use a recent coaching session that I had with someone to paint the picture for you. So my client came to the call and she was agitated. She was really agitated. She said, I have been busy. I am so busy. I am working nonstop. And I'm not making the progress that I want towards this goal. And so she was really frustrated. So we kind of worked through her schedule and worked together to break down what was keeping her so busy. And when we really, really looked closely at it, her time was being consumed mostly in one of two ways. So the first set of things that were occupying her time were not really directly related to moving the needle on her goal. Here's some of the things. She was researching. She was reading. She was talking to other people. She was doing Zoom meetings to connect and network. She was thinking. She was planning. She was rewriting. I mean, there was just a lot of this like swirl of activity, but not one of those things was directly related to moving the needle of her goal. It's like the getting ready to do as opposed to the to do of doing. (laughs) If you know what I mean by that. Okay. Now the other set of things that she was doing were more action related and they were more related to her goal, but I have to tell you, they were actions that anyone could do. Massive action is doing the things that only you can do. When you are a business owner and you have set really big goals for yourself, You have to be very discerning and focus on how you spend your time, your energy, and your efforts. It has to be on the things that no one else is qualified to do for you. You've got to delegate the rest. Now, this was a huge shift for me in my business. It was not easy. I am telling you. I understand. I relate. If you're thinking, I've tried to, you know, delegate out things sometimes You know, I I do it better than somebody else might, or it takes me too much time to delegate it. I get it. That's a whole other podcast topic that we can talk about. But here's what I do know, that until I started delegating the things that other people could do for me, I wasn't able to spend the focused time on the things that I do, that I bring to the table. My quote unquote domain expertise in that area that's what moves the needle towards your goals. You've got to be doing that. So think about your actions. Think about whether you're taking massive action or if you're just taking actions and adjust where needed. All right, guys. Here's one last quote from Napoleon Hill. When defeat comes, accept it as a signal that your plans are not sound. Rebuild your plans and set sail once again towards your goal. Now, Napoleon did not say, hey, when defeat comes, you're an idiot and you know retreat. He said, no, when defeat comes, just know that you've got to adjust your plans and hit it again until you hit your goal. That's it. It's that easy, and yet it's not. <laughs> I really hope that what I outlined for you today is helpful. If you'd like to dive in deeper with me, and actually work through this process together in a masterclass format on a very specific goal that you would like to set for the new year, I'd like to invite you to go to the show notes and register for my free masterclass. It's called Get It Done Girl, Achieve Any Goal You Set in 2021. We're gonna take a deeper dive together into each one of the steps that I outlined in this podcast and you're going to get to work on creating a goal that will make a difference for you. All right, the masterclass is going to be held in January. Look in the show notes that's got the date, the time, and everything that you need to register for this free class. So if you're listening to this prior to that date, go on now and register. Uh, The class is going to be limited to 20 people, so we could really roll up our sleeves and get some work done together. If you're listening, After the date of the workshop, there will probably be a link to the recording or a date for the next time the workshop will be run. So go on. I want to see you in there. This is fun work to do. Until we meet again, you go get them, girl. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.